praise the Lord. Is it worthy to be praised? Yes. That's the truth about God. We, because of our time, we will go straight to our teaching. You know, we are looking at work circumspectly. See then that you work circumspectly. The ICT, are you there? Yeah. Give us our passage. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Oh, this side is on strike, eh? See then that you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise shall pray. Oh Lord how I have in Jesus God to help you this evening. Can you beg God sincerely from your heart? Lord, I need light. You will show me light. You know, I told you that I perceive that this weekend God is visiting us to raise lives he can make use of. Beg him. Oh God, our help in ages past. And again is our hope for years to come. Let's request him sincerely. Say, Father, I beg you this evening, me, me as a person, you know me. Open your heart to me, Father, I beg you. I beg you, Father. As we look at this topic, Lord, look at my life. Can you pray that prayer? Look at my life. I don't want to assume anything. Don't want to assume anything. Come to me. Come to me personally. Come to me in a way that I will understand. Come to me. Come to me. I am waiting for you. I am here for you. May I hear you clearly. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you for this moment. We release this hour to you. You know what you have in mind for us. I only beg you to release that. Meet each person that will come to this meeting at his or point of need this evening. You shall be honored. Your help shall come to us. Lord, we will rise from here better than we came in. Thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. And amen. See then. You know, yesterday I told you it's like an advice. Yet, it's something that you cannot avoid. I cannot avoid. Is when they say, see to this. It's something that you must be careful about. You will not play with. It is something that you will consciously and willingly pursue. Is an issue of life and death. Because if you are careless with your life, it will only cause you death. It's an issue of life and death. That's why I said, see then that you walk. Your walk here on earth. Your walk in anywhere with the Lord should be carefully carried out, not carelessly carried out. This careless work, we take it as nothing, yet I am telling you that if anybody can go to hell, you may not do other ones, but this carelessness can take you to hellfire. If you don't open your eyes, I think this is where they say, shine your eye, how? They used to say, shine your eye, do, do what? And I'm wondering how you will shine your eye. But here is where you will need to shine your eye. So, see then that ye walk. See then that your walk is not careless. Living Bible said, use your head, is it not so? Let's look at the next verse. But before we go to verse 16, sorry. There are two words that are presented to us. He said, the not, there is the not. Not as what? Fools. But as wise. When I told myself, it would be foolish. You know now, at this time now, so many people are in the comfort of their houses. You know so? Eh? Some young people are sleeping now. Or they are watching movies. They are doing something else. 
and you are seated here. Do you know it will be foolish after you sit? You didn't make anything out of it. It will be a colossal loss. Because you missed the comfort of sleep. Eh? Okay? Eh? You missed this other one. And you have come here. Again, you are missing what is eternal here that you are supposed to get. So I beg you, don't be foolish. Be wise this evening. Open your ears. Open your hearts. Open your eyes. In fact, even though it's a teaching, anywhere you don't understand, raise your hand. Be free with me. Say, I didn't understand what you are saying here. Because we need to understand what God is bringing us into. He said you should walk as who? A wise, the wise, not as fool. Let's go to verse 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Verse 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise again, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. If God helps us to get there, that's okay. Now, we'll go back to 15 and then we study. 15 says, See then, you will permit me to allow us to look at it again today in the different versions. Yes. Any version of your choice, ICT, shoots to us. So watch your step. That's the message. Yesterday I told you is not, even though it's watch your step, but watch your life. Don't close your eyes to your life. You don't fall for everything that comes your way. You know, some people are not careful. Anything that comes their way, eh, they check it. You know, some, it is what the majority is doing. Do you know we are carried away by the majority? This is what everybody is doing, so it must be right. No, it's never so. Your life is unique. You know that there is no other person like you in life, in this world. The highest you can have about you is somebody who looks like you. Every, that's why your fingerprints, nobody else has it in the whole world. Nobody will even have it when you have died. God does not make mistake. He created you uniquely. Did you hear me? Hello? Hello? What did I say you are? Unique. You are unique. You are wonderfully and fearfully made by God. Even identical twins, they have different thumbprints. Do you know that? 
And so, if it is like that, you will have to give account of your own life. You have your own personal race to run. That is why it says, work out your own salvation with trembling and uh, fear. Now, you, because you are unique, you must reject and refuse external influence over your life, particularly on the negative parts. The one you should embrace is the one that comes to you and is trying to send you to heaven. It's trying to show you the way. It's trying to show you how to walk with the Lord. That don't joke with it. Catch it with all your energy. He said, So, watch your step. And I put that step as watch your life. Nobody will watch your life for you. The highest thing somebody can do is to guide you. But he cannot set a watch. Because you can refuse his watch. And God has done this in so much so that if you find yourself in hellfire, the way God has arranged it is that you will have yourself to blame. It would have been your choice. And I pray this evening that every one of you will make correct choice. It would have been your choice. Can I have another version of your choice? You make a choice now. He said, look carefully then how you walk. You notice each of them is still mentioning walk, walk. Anybody that is walking is on a journey. I told you that yesterday. Isn't it so? Every walk must lead to somewhere. He said, look carefully then how you walk. That is the amplified. And for you to work correctly, you must work purposely. You must be a purpose-driven life. And the purpose we are looking at here, like we looked in the morning, is the purpose of God over your life should determine your work. Another way I describe purpose, we will talk more on it, is focus. 
You remember that Jesus in Hebrews 13, he said, no, chapter 12, he said, because of the joy that was set before him, do you remember? Eh? There was something he was looking at. It was set before him. Because of that joy that he was looking at, he had purpose with. He needed to finish his work and collect that joy. And what was that joy? That joy was you, was me. He was looking at me. He was looking at you. And because of that joy, what did he pass through? Eh? He endured what? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3. We will come back to this. Okay, if you find it, read for me. It looks like this, this, uh, this thing is doing us. Hebrews. Are you there? Chapter 12. Looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. Before him, uh-huh. endured the cross, uh-huh. despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm. Did you finish? Okay. He despised the shame. Is it not so? He endured the cross. Do you know he had an opportunity? One thing about life is that there are choices for you. Did you notice that? He had an opportunity not to pass through the... He had the choice to make. Not to pass through the cross. Are you getting it? Eh? Did he have the choice? Yes, he did. But he had to submit his will to the will of his father. He said, however... He said that this cup may pass over me. Nevertheless, not my will. Let your will be done. And as they were doing those things to him on the cross and all of that, the shame of it, they even spat upon him. What was his gain? What was driving him to endure all of that? The joy that was set before him. The focus Because if he did not pass through that, you and me cannot be talking about salvation. It was a joy for him that made him to endure. So when you are doing a work, W-A-L-K, you are not going to work like a madman. You know a madman has no destination. You have a destination. Your destination determines your work and how you should work. So he said, he said, look carefully then. If the destination means so much to you and you value where, what you are into, then you must look carefully then. 
This work is like this. Let me see. If you went to better, you bought so many things, you packed it in a, a, a barrow man. So yeah, let me carry this. Eh? And you know how those barrow boys, I have not used them, but I'm only thinking how they move. And as they take off, Somebody by the side is flinging beautiful dresses. He said, hundred, hundred naira. Hundred, hundred naira. And you look at the dress. In fact, will you even look at the dress? They are not talking with me now. Why? You know if you look at the dress, what may happen to your stuff? The bar- that barrel boy is very fast. You notice that I did it once. You literally, all your eyes will be on the barrel and the boy. You almost hold his dress. Even though you needed this dress, hundred, hundred naira, cheap, you didn't settle down to buy. If you settle down to buy dress at that time, what will happen to your journey? You will lose you may never find that barrow anymore. I don't know why they used to be so fast. But they taught me that you, when you look unto Jesus, your eyes are fixed, you never make a mistake. When you look unto that person, you fix your eyes on that person, your work shall be correct. You will finish well. You will collect your goods. Tell your neighbor you will collect your goods. You. So many people miss their goods because they have walked in the wrong direction. I have noticed that God, for every child of his, before he releases the goods, he will wait for you at the destination point. Before he releases. If God helps us, we will see that. Therefore, if you are not focused, if you are not careful, if you are not looking carefully, you know it was you I have shared with two people. How? Uh, is it you or the... You know, Zika Venue... There is a rail across to Obete Market. Do you know it? Ah. There is a rail from Zika Avenue. You cross to Obete. Who has ever gone through that place? Hmm? You did. When you were in your neck. I think you should try it. It will teach you the meaning of looking unto Jesus. <laughs> it taught me looking on to Jesus. My friend said, Ah, that place is horrible. You know, across is a deep and the woods. I don't know whether they've repaired it now. They're all broken. And it's deep. If you miss your step, you are gone. 
<laughs> you can't do it. I said, this I must do it. If people are doing it, I decided to go through there. In fact, after that, I swore not to do it again. And that was also the day I understood point of no return. As I began to walk, is a walk. I discovered that the the gully is so deep on a man like this. Am I right? And there are holes in between. So it is not a walk you walk and you are waving at people and talking. You will likely fall in. And because of what is ahead of you, what is beside you, I like to tell you that our walk with Jesus is like that. The devil will set all kinds of traps that if you are careless, you fall into it. So as I was walking, and my eyes, my head was now doing like that. Suddenly, one primary school boy with his bag just crossed me, was literally running. And I looked at him, I said, ah uh-uh. The boy was not afraid, though. I can't, by then, my head was turning. Suddenly, another boy was bouncing ball on each of the rail and was picking them. Primary school. They, have, they are used to that. Uh, then, I looked at them, I said, what? By then, I was getting tired. You know, halfway, I looked back. I was I had gone halfway. I looked forward. Ha. Ah. You know the devil said, supposing a train comes now, what will you do? <laughs> and the truth was that I said, pray God, let there be no train. Because I can't run. I'm, I can't do like that boy. God said, Where you are now is a point of no return. So you better walk well and finish this journey. And if you stay here, train may come and it will crush you. So you must rise. The fear of train coming put energy in me. It was then I started looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my life. Looking unto Jesus, the author. And I was looking, what was my Jesus at that time? Those, those uh, iron slippers, is that what they call it? My eyes was never removed from it. And I made sure that my step was properly on it. And as I was doing it, my steps were increasing as I was going in your step will increase. Suddenly the journey became faster. And I finished. When I finished, I sat down and surveyed the whole thing. I said, ah, this is exactly how our race is like. When you fix your eyes on Jesus, he will become the author. You know the meaning of author? What is the meaning of author? The writer of your life. He will develop your life. 
And then not only that he will develop it, he will do what? Finish it. That's what we are trying to do this week. I mean this weekend. Walking and carefully walking and Jesus will give us light in the name of Jesus. So, look carefully. So that day, I discovered that any Christian that does not look carefully will likely slip off. And every slip off is usually dangerous. But you can get up and continue. But this evening, we need to note that you must be careful. And how will you do that? Again, further from here. Let me show you the number one, the number one way we can do that. Let's go with me to Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah chapter 6. If you bring verse 16 for me, and 17, 16 and 17, I'll be glad. Jeremiah chapter 6. I'll just give you two ways, then we'll continue. How to walk, how to be careful, how to. Are you there? It says, Thus said the Lord, stand in the ways. Stand ye in the ways. Did you notice, comma? Eh? And then when you stand in the ways, you will see and. What is the and? And see. May you see. When you see, there's another and, comma, and ask for the old parts. Where is a good way? And when you ask, you will surely get an answer. The light of God will come. Are you hearing me now? And we show you the good way. And when you find the good way, say, walk daring. And when you walk daring, he said, you shall find rest for your souls. When you walk circumspectly, the result is that you will find rest for your souls. But do you know this funny thing? Did you see the funny thing? He said, but they say, we will not work. That's the problem. They said, what did they say? We will not work. Go to verse 17 before I go, come back. Also, he said, also, I set, a, I set watchmen over you. Seeing 
Hearken to the sound of the trumpets. But they said, We will not hearken. But they said, we will not hearken. They said, we will not walk therein. Do you know that God makes efforts to show us the correct way? But most of the things that flesh does, that man does, he said, no, I will not walk that way. I know what I'm doing. And that is the way they are seeming right unto a man. He follows that way. But the end thereof is what? Destruction. Let's go back to 16 and do a little breakdown. I hear the Lord telling you, saying, stand in the ways. Did you notice it's not way? Did you notice it? Eh? Stand where? Do you notice for any single thing you will want to do in life, there are several ways to do it. Am I right? Huh? Just mention one thing that you, somebody may likely want to do. Whether it is spiritual or not spiritual, just mention. Yes? I can see. Let's do a little discussion. Mention one. Huh? Get admission. You want to get admission. There are several ways of getting admission. Am I right? One way. One way. Jump. Even when you are writing the jump, there are several ways of writing jump. <laughs> I hope I'm right. Eh? Yes. It's either you go to the special center. Uh-huh. Even the jam. Some may not write jam, but okay, here you must have jam before they get, you can buy admission. Am I right? So there are several ways of getting admission. Now, when you are confronted with these ways, what did the scripture say you should do? Stand. Don't walk. Don't follow any way. What do you do? And see. Look at each way. And ask questions. If I follow this way, where will it lead me to? I hear that some can write for other people. Am I right? Uh-huh. You pay somebody. I don't know how they do it. Oh, God will help them. You will ask, check the ways and say, which one is the correct way that the Lord will approve of? And at the end of the day, you will have peace as a child of God.
you will surely find an answer. And as you are asking that question, I say, God, show me the correct thing. But of course, you know the correct thing. When you get confused about this, it's because anytime you enter into this kind of confusion, something has gone wrong with you. You are suffering from indecision now, whether to do the right thing or not. And the devil will show you different ways. In fact, during the exam, he can put somebody near you that even knows and you'll be doing like this. Say, can I, can I, can I? That's about admission. Any other thing. Mention any other thing. Huh? Job. Even today, no job. But I do know that there are children of God who jobs that confront them they cannot go with it because it will not help them to grow. You know, eh? there was an interview. They called the sister. The man called him, called her to the hotel and said, now we want to tell final decision you have passed the written all of that and that the person the person that will get this job is the person that will sleep with any of us and the job was to pay it's an oil job and the sister said no no i'm a christian he said okay but when you finish, you can confess to God and have this job and have plenty. Say, no, 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 no. It's okay, you can go. You have failed the interview. The sister went outside. Because the job was to pay well, she came back. I said, okay, sir, I, I agree. She accepted. The man said, now you have really failed before you passed that we are looking for somebody that will not do this you are submitting to do now. You have missed the job. Get out from here. You say you are a Christian. This happened. Now, what made her to consider this way? Did she not know to her with your job? Do you know if she has said to her with your job? As she's going, the man will say, come back. That's the person we are looking for. Do you know that is, people are looking for correct Christians? You don't know. Do you remember Mordecai, the great man? Did he have ways... He had ways not to be a get man. Do you notice that? Why? Why did he have ways? Options? What were the options? But you check. How can a man that raised up somebody and the person is a queen there and I am at the gates opening gates for everybody and trying to bow to everybody. Will you do that? I'm asking you. You are not talking with me. Okay. Will your sister be a queen in the king's house and you get man? 
Will you agree? What will you do? You will never allow your sister to rest. In fact, if she's passing through the gate, what will you do? Say, so I'm not opening this door, this gate today. Or give me the How can you allow me to be here? But did you know it was Mordecai that raised Esther? He had every opportunity. He had every right to make use of that. He said no. He said no. Even when Haman was harassing him, he had the right to tell Esther to tell the king to deal with him. No, that's not the way of God. He stood in the ways and checked and see and, and saw and asked questions and he chose the old parts. What is the old part there? The Jew does not bow to another God. Are you hearing me? Ah, you are not hearing me. What is the old part there? They begged him, say, you will lose your job. Uh-uh. Is he not bow? How many seconds does it take to bow? Can you time me now when I bow? Can I bow? Who timed me? Did you catch anything? That's what they were asking him to do. Yet he had ways of not to do it. He could report to queen. He said, no, I will not bow. He never bowed to anybody. When they asked him, he said, because I am what? I'm a Jew. Because I'm a Jew. I am talking about, remember was, we started by, there is a work you will do. God will be waiting for you at the end. Did you notice that? Eh? You are not talking with me now. Do you know this continued for Haman now to make sure he paid the king and bought the lives of every Jew? The Jews don't know what, even Esther didn't know what was the matter. And the king signed it that every Jew shall be killed. Did he panic? He went to prayers. He kept seeking God's face. And told Esther to pray. Esther was not willing to pray. What did he tell Esther? You think because you're a queen. Let me tell you, when God arises, we will be saved and you will be killed. Until Esther came to herself and killed every other way and said, If I perish, I perish. Before she was afraid. When she met the king, did she perish? She was not supposed to go to the king. Do you remember that's how the story turned, began to turn, began to turn. What was the end of the story? Do you remember that the king did not sleep in one night. Who would have caused it? When you walk with the Lord, He knows what to do with your life. 
He went to the king and removed sleep from him. He said, Give me the book of the Chronicles as I brought it. Just be reading. Do you know there were other people that did something better than Mordecai? But when they got to that point, he said, Stop there. What was done to this person? Where was this person? Where was this person? They are not talking with me. Can I ask you a question? If Mordecai proposed to you from the gates, will you agree? Don't be spiritual. You are looking at me. Hi. Are you with me? If Mordecai said, ah, I perceive that you will be my wife. What will you say immediately? He's a great man. Oh. My sister, talk with me. Will you pray about it at all? Huh? Yes, sir. God forbid. You didn't see any other person. It's me you are seeing. And you come back and you tell your mom. Your mom will say, ah, I heard the wagon. Why is it that you that the get man is seeing? But that get man oh, was pursuing God's purpose. Was busy. You know, in the morning we're talking about marriage. You know, what you should look for is who is it that is connected to God? Hallelujah. Amen. You know, certainly you won't agree. You won't pray. Simply because he's a great man. There is a way you will follow and you will find rest to your soul. Even though they said every Jew must be killed, but the care was not perturbed. Do you notice eventually the gallows that a man made for him? Who, fell, who, who, who entered there? Did Mordecai ever pray? All my enemies, let them die. Mm -mm. He made sure he was walking circumspectly. He was careful with his life. Nobody was going to push him around for anything. And of course, eventually, no, eventually he became number two man. Am I right? So if this number two man comes, as the Chova driving say, come, will you not run quickly? You run, say, um, will you like to be my wife? You know, that's how such people be. Will you, will you pray? Will you not give an answer straight away? Say, hey, me? Is it me? Say, yes, you. Say, are you sure it's me you are talking about? What was that man before? Can I tell you something? It's not about what you are doing with your hand. It's about who you are. Do you know who you are? You know, there is that song people used to sing. I know who I am. 
Will you sing it for me small? I'm walking in power. I'm walking in miracle. For favor. Uh-huh. I know who I am. I'm walking in power. Uh-huh. Whose I'm power are you walking? God's power. That's what you are talking about. When you walk in God's power, favor follows it. Hallelujah. Did Mordecai know that his status was going to change? No. He was just being what he should be before God. He was serving God with his whole heart. Do you remember when Herman went back and reported with his honorable men to the wife? Did you remember what the wife told Herman? He said, if Mordecai indeed is a Jew, your trouble has just begun. Do you remember? I'm saying, do you remember? Do you remember? I hope you know what I'm talking about. If indeed get me Daniel chapter, I think Daniel chapter 6. I mean Esther, not Daniel. Have you seen? You are in Esther chapter 6. Aha. Verse 13. Can you get us verse 13? And Eman told Zeresh his wife and his friend everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men and Zeresh's wife unto him. Excuse me, what reply should have been the reply of the wife? It would have been, hey, you mean this has happened to you? Hey, uh, no, we must do something about it. But look at what the wife said. He said, if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, Thou shalt not prevail against him, but shall surely fall before him. Who said this? To who? To the husband. The wife seemed to be saying, Pray that he is not a correct Jew. Give it to me in the message Bible. that is not a Jew. That's what I'm dealing with. When a man does not walk with the Lord correctly, even though he's a Christian, something is wrong. Is that the message? When a man had finished telling his wife Zeresh and all his friends everything that had happened to him, his knowledgeable friends who were there and his wife, Zareh, said, If the, this Mordecai is in fact a Jew, what is the emphasis? 
If he is in fact a Jew, what has happened? Your bad luck has only begun. You don't stand a chance against him. You are as good as ruined. Now, can you imagine when you walk with God and a Haman arises against you? Do you know as long as you are a child of God indeed, his bad luck has started. You didn't know. Students, your lecturer said, you must, be, you must sort him out. If you are a child of God indeed, that lecturer's bad luck has started. At worst, he said, yes, I'm ready to fail. To hell with your cause. His bad luck, God will rise and fight for you. Is God fighting for Mordecai now? Even the wife could not stand with him. That's what we are talking about this weekend. That God will want to bring you to a point that he will fight for you. Amen? And that can only happen when you stand in the ways and ask for the old path and you follow the old path. Now, is Mordecai having rest until you saw here now? Yes. God has arisen. God has arisen. And thank God he was a Jew indeed. Let's go back to um, Jeremiah 6.16. You know sometimes for us, this thing don't look real. We don't believe it. But my children, this day, I want you to believe what God's word is bringing to you. That if you are a child of God indeed, the light of God will always surround you. Anyone that wants to pull you down because you are a child of God, his bad luck. What did I say? His bad luck has only started. He doesn't stand a chance. Why? Why? Because God is your father and you are in the fellowship with him and he's with you. But if he's not in fact a Jew, then he would have strayed away out of the old parts. And out of the old part, anything can happen to you. God does not stand with you when you get out of the old part. You, are, you would have made a choice. Now quickly, I said for any decision you want to take anytime, there are different ways. Different ways that are before you. What did the Bible say you should do? Stand. Number one thing, go back to our passage, Jeremiah 6. The number one thing you should do, don't be in the hurry to take decision, okay? Are you getting what I'm telling you now? The standing means pray about it. Check it. If you are not sure, ask questions about the watchmen God has put over you. They will, guide, they will help you to check. I'm trying to bring to you 
the thing that will help you to walk carefully, he said, see, stand in these ways, don't be in a hurry. Pray about it. Ask God, which way should I go? If you are confused, go to verse, verse 17. Ask the, the watchmen. Ask the watchmen which one. They will help you. And then you will not make a mistake. When you walk in that old path, you will find rests unto whoso Yes, sir. I want you to note every day in every decision you want to take there are several ways available. And out of those ways that are available only one way will lead you to the right place. Did you notice that? Huh? Only how many ways? One way. One way. Look for that way by praying, by asking questions. Anyone you don't ask correct people, it's not everybody you ask questions. If you ask somebody who is already out of the old parts, you know, old part is not old time religion. There is only one foundation that we can lay. That is already laid. And that foundation is who? Jesus. That is the part we are talking about. That is the old part. That is the correct part. When you ask, is it the way the Lord has approved? If it is yes, what do you do? Walk in it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. He will take you and will make your way prosperous. Matthew chapter 11 verse 29. Matthew eleven twenty nine. If you see it, read for us. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Again, you see in the New Testament, he said, "You take my yoke upon you, and learn of me." Learn the path of Jesus. When you learn it, you are following him on that path. You are walking on that path and you are not making mistakes. And he said, when you do that, you will find rest unto your soul. You will not only end up finding rest to your soul. Everything about you, God will take care. Even when you meet an obstacle, God will take care. Uh, the way time is flying, I'm going to fly a little bit. Now, let's 
Let me quickly give you an example. Do you remember David? Let's look at second second Samuel. Second Samuel. Chapter 6. This thing I'm talking, remember, remember. I want to take you on the need. Not here now, but I will, before I conclude, to take time to study God's word. If you must work correctly this way. But let me show you somebody that was asking and asking. And the day he didn't ask, things changed. And that's David. Are you there? Second Samuel chapter 6 from verse 1. We will read it fast, fast. Second Samuel chapter 6 from verse 1. Verse 1 said, Again David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. Did you see him asking God? Eh? Now, in verse 1, he didn't check the ways in chapter 5 let me show you what happened in chapter 5 a little bit in chapter 5 and verse 19 no verse 18 the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Raphim and David inquired of the Lord saying shall I go up to the Philistines without deliver them into my hand and the Lord said unto David go up for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thy hand and David came did he did he have did he finish them did he succeed he succeeded and verse 22 again after the, he had come back and the Philistines came up again and spread themselves to the valley of Rephim again. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass. Did you notice that the same people, not too long, if it is you, you had just, God had just used you to finish them. They gathered again. Would you likely ask God? Huh? No. What will you likely do? Ah, just yesterday. Ah, let's do the same thing again. Did you see? When you do that, your work would have gone out. So he went and asked. He said, don't go up. The Lord knows the way. Don't go up. You do this. And he did it. And he succeeded. Then in chapter 6, Verse 1, let me show you. I'll just show you something. And I pray that God will open your eyes to understand. He had been inquiring and inquiring of the Lord. And his work, he has been working 
circumspectly. He was not making a mistake. The Lord was helping him. Verse 1. Again. Did you hear again? David gathered together all the chosen men. How many soldiers? 30,000 soldiers. What was he going to do with 30,000 soldiers? To bring back the ark of God. My children, pay attention. Plus, the people, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2, quickly. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Balaam of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, that dwelleth between the cherubims. Next one. What he's doing, is he not, is he not spiritual? Eh? It is. I want God to open your eyes to say something. It is spiritual. But did you hear that he inquired of the Lord? Huh? No. He didn't. You know, some of you, when God begins to use you, you assume. You assume. I told you that he's going to use many of you from now. Don't assume anything. Don't think you have arrived. Now, and they set the ark of God upon a new cart. And brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah, Uzzah, and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the carts. Number one, do you notice he's into mistake now? What is the mistake? The ark of God is never carried in a cart. He had just forgotten. He didn't inquire whether he should even bring the ark of God. And as they were carrying that ark of God in a cart and coming like this, the cart passed through the threshing floor of who? Next verse, quickly. Don't sleep. i like you to pay attention. When we talk about See then that you do what? Not as fools. Is David a fool now? Yes. He said no. He's working as a fool. What made him a fool? God is not involved. Now notice. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab and that that and Ahio went before the Akness verse. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instrument made of this and that. Can you imagine the money he would have spent? Is this more money? 30,000 soldiers, all these instruments, all these singers, and they were all playing and playing. And do you know the danger? Each time I look at this, they were supposed, they were thinking that God was with them costly assumption. God didn't give approval because he didn't ask. He missed the old parts. Did he miss the old part? The old part is that two people must carry the, the ark of God. Nobody touches it. There is a long stick. Four of them. Two people on their shoulder. You don't touch the ark. But they were now driving it with the carts because 
the ark on his own, when they placed it on the cart, the thing moved. David concluded, yeah, that's the way we'll move it now. And when they came to verse 7, and the anger of the Lord, and hey, when they came, go back to 6, sorry. And when they came to Nachon's threshing floor, the ark was, the thing shook. I am thinking it was God that shook it. As the thing was about to fall, Uzzah stretched forth his hand and held it. And as he touched the thing, he died. What Uzzah did, was he no good? Would you not do the same thing? I'm asking you, if it is you, will you allow the ark of God to fall? No. Listen. As he touched the thing, God struck him. When you do a journey wrongly, you'll be making mistakes. He died. As soon as he died, David became afraid and was angry. Can you imagine they are dancing and the soldiers, everybody everywhere will be quiet, looking at the corpse of Uzzah. What was the mistake of Uzzah? He also ought to have known God's word as a prophet that the ark is never touched. You do not help God. And I want to tell you that that ark wouldn't have fallen down. But because Uzzah forgot God's word that you don't touch that. That's why I want to take you about God's word. When you have God's word in your life, you will hardly make a mistake. He died. And David got angry and unhappy and uh, suspended that project. What did he do now? He went and carried the ark. They moved the ark to the house of who? Obededum. Excuse me. If you obey them, will you receive what just killed somebody? Eh? No way. What was David, what was in the mind of David when he took it there? I don't know. I'm only wondering. He should have abandoned it. He just took it to that house. As soon as the thing entered into that house, brethren, let's see what happened. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obededum, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obededum and all his household. Ah, 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 ah. Hi. Look, I'm telling you. Three months, what happened? The same act that did what? That killed somebody. Is blessing another person. Why do you think Obededum received blessing? Yeah? He, he accepted the act, number two. He understood how the act should be handled. He handled it that way. He was also a prophet. 
He knew God's word about the ark. And he kept it that way. Come and see blessing. And the blessing was so much that the king had it. Huh? And it was told the king, saying, within three months, so, within three months, the blessing was so much that King David had it. Can I tell you something, my sister, my brother? God is ready to bless you. Oh, the amen was low. Amen. If you follow the old paths and you're deliberate about it, you know where I love David? When he had it, do you know he repented? Eh? You know, I'm talking so many things this evening because we don't have much time. He repented. He said, no. He arose again to go again. Did you get what I'm saying? This time, how did he go? Number one, the ark was carried correctly. Number two, did you notice he was making sacrifice anyhow? The Bible said, David was dancing without a dress. He removed his dress. And after every six steps, he will slaughter and make sacrifice. Do you understand the meaning of six steps? He is here dancing and dancing and praising God. Then he moved. One, two, three, four, five, six. He will stop again. What will happen? Even the people slaughtering got tired. Why do you think he was making sacrifice? Such, taking such time to sacrifice. He wanted to be sure. Said in case, let me not make mistake again. Let me be doing sacrifice anyhow. And he was doing it anyhow. Until he arrived in his place. And he was jumping around like a young boy. You know, Oh God, let me tell you something. When you walk with God, as he was jumping around praising God instead of dancing like a king, eh? you know how kings dance? How do they dance? Majestically. They just be moving. That's a kingly dance. But this man was dancing like a boy. He removed his dress. He was jumping. He was jumping. That the ark has not killed anybody yet. And the thing is reaching its place. As he reached, the wife looked through the window and saw him dancing and jumping. In her heart, he despised the king. Do you remember? As soon as he did that, God had it. God reacted. Even David didn't know. Do you know he didn't know? God sealed her womb and made her barren. Why do you think God did that? God will fight for you. Do you remember when he climbed up after he gave everybody gifts? What was the wife's problem? And I was wondering, why didn't the wife follow him? Your own wife must follow you in everything. Say amen. amen. 
You're asking me why is, why is my wife not here? She went on Omogo. If the wife was dancing with him, will she do that kind of thing? He said, You should have been saying you expose your body to the young women of Israel. Was God seeing it that way? No. But do you know, David, he was so humble. Say, ah, what have I done now? I am base. I am base. I'm nobody before God. Did you see his heart? And that's why I was dancing. Okay, oh, sorry if that thing has offended you. I will still do it again ten times to my God. Oh, I love him. We will still do like that ten times. Did you see that David got it right now? God was now working with him. You will get it right. And God will work with you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Was a wife barren truly? Did she ever have a wife? I mean, a, a child? No. God was not happy. This moment, I'd like you to note that when you are deliberate working with God, God will not look down on you. He will be with you. When you made up your mind to serve God, just like Daniel proposed, do you know Daniel made up his mind to serve God? Daniel made up his mind to serve God. And God allowed him to check, check, check. Did you notice that when he said, we will not eat of the king's table, just give us vegetable. Me, I cannot do that kind, you know. Vegetable. In the morning. Vegetable. In the afternoon. Vegetable. In the night. Not for one day. How many days? If you see, if this man that is big like this, if he goes on vegetable like that, when you see him after three days, well, who will you look at? He will shed. But as they were eating that, they were getting fairer and bigger. Look, a decision to walk with God is the best thing that can happen to a life. What did I say? A decision that no other person can take for you. It's only you that will decide. Do you notice that they were better and all of that? And they continued with that. And the God began to use them. Do you notice in chapter 2, the king dreamt a dream? Do you notice that none of the astrologers could interpret it? What did Daniel do when he was called? Say, let me go to God. Did he go to God to inquire? I'm telling you the secrets that you must catch. Inquire. He went and inquired. God gave him. And then he came out. Released it. And when the king had it, the king left his throne and bowed before Daniel. Hi. 
Hallelujah. The king promoted him. And then he made requests for his brothers, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, to be put in some places. The king granted it immediately. My young person, what are you waiting for? Do you know that's how they were doing all until they also erased the allegation that threw him into the lion's den? Did he change his work? No. And the king had known, said, Look, I know that the God you serve will. No, but you ask me. In my own way, here, yeah, like this, you wonder as we are talking it. How can den of lions that were hungry? One man entered there and they didn't eat the man. Is it possible? I'm asking you. They were hungry. Do you know because he was in fellowship with God, as he entered the lion den, who entered with him? God. The fellowship continues. As soon as God entered there, he said, Lion, I am here. All your teeth gone. You are hungry. Be filled up now. All your clothes inside. That happened automatically. Instead of the lions, they became friendly. I want to say, in the night, because... Daniel was always in fellowship as Daniel was having his quiet time. Praising the Lord always. Where was he praising the Lord? Praising the Lord always. I'm sure, I'm thinking that the lions all got up. And they were saying, The Lord is good. Because they have become friends. Fellowship must continue there. Because God is there. The Son of God is there. And that's how he had this fellowship and quiet time. Early in the morning, the king came and shouted from outside, Oh, Daniel, as the Lord whom thou served continually. That's how I knew the life of Daniel. He was serving God. How? Continually. As he served you. Excuse me. One man that was thrown in. Will you expect an answer? Huh? That king had faith in God. From inside. Daniel said, Oh king, live forever. <laughs> Hallelujah. I did. He quickly, the, the laws of Persia media that cannot be obtained. Did he obtain it? God is waiting for you, my brother. God is waiting for you, my sister, to obtain some things in this land. And he can use you if you agree. And he will use you in the name of Jesus. He broke everything. He said, come out. Daniel jumped out. Who jumped out with him? God, fellowship continues. And the lion said, ah, Daniel, are you leaving us? The Lord turned back and said, all the teeth out. In fact, you were hungry before. Become hungry ten times. 
all the clothes out. That's how they carried the families of those people. And as soon as they were thrown in there, the lions licked their blood. And were looking for more. Where you will enter and come out, the ordinary person will not enter there. Only decide to walk on the old paths. God will not abandon you. In the name of Jesus. You think it's a joke? God will never. Just decide this evening to walk in the old paths. Now, how will you do that? Second Peter chapter 2. Um, I'll just look at that, then we'll pray. That these verses, Second Peter chapter 2, 1 to 2. We will look at it. If you have the old living Bible, but let somebody read it quickly. What happens? Second Peter chapter 2. Verse 1 and 2. But there were false prophets also among the people. Um, chapter 1, sorry my dear. Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 1. Mm-hmm. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God, and our Savior Jesus Christ. Are you not reading first? Second Peter. Are you not reading first? No, it's second. Chapter one. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Verse two. Verse two is where we are staying. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Three. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Now, as you know him, knowing him is through his word. If you get it for, do you have the old living Bible? Yes, sir. Read it for us. Can you give him mic? I want you to pay attention at this time now. That nobody sees Jesus now. The Jesus that we know is the word of God in your hand. Is the word of God. Aha. From verse 1. Yes. Simon Peter, a servant and a missionary. Just go to 2. Do you want more and more of God's kindness and peace? Now, he said, do you want more and more of God's kindness and peace? Do you? Now, let me ask you again. Check before you answer now. Do you want more and more of God's kindness and peace? Yes, me I want. Then... Then learn to know him better and better. Now, what shall we do? Then learn to know him how? Better and better. Listen. Try to follow. I'm not going to expound this. There is a then. Remember our topic said? Then walk how? Then learn to know him. How? 
better. And what? In fact, this English, it looks one kind, but it's correct. Because you can never know him best. You know we have better and best. Did you notice that this English he avoided best? He said, learn to know him how? Better and uh, better. If it is better and best, that means a point you will reach. You say, I have known him. No, you can never, never finish knowing him. It will always be, I know him today better than yesterday. Then tomorrow, what will happen? You step up. Next day, what do you do? You step up. What is happening to this life is growing. Yes. For as you know him better. For as you know him better. He will give you. He will give you. Listen. When will he give you? When you know him better. Yes. Through his great power. Uh Uh-huh. Everything you need for living a truly good life. He even shared through his great power. Everything you need to truly for truly living a good life. When will he give us everything we truly need for a good life? As we know him how? Better and better. Yes, sir. He even shares his own glory and his own goodness with us. He will even share his own glory with us. That's what he did with Daniel. That's what he did with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's what he did with Mordecai. As you know him better and better. As you know him better and better. Not that as you were yesterday, today the same as it was in the beginning. Not that one. One of the things you will arise here to go and do is to know him how? Through his word. Through his word. Thank you. And you begin to do what? Have you read verse 3? Thank you. And as you know him better and better, it's a knowing how better and better. That is why he said, show, uh, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of uh, truth. As you know him better and better. Did you hear the word better and better? What will he do? He will be working with you better and better. And he will share his glory with you. Now let's look at Ezra. Ezra. And uh, I just point one or two things and we're done. Ezra 7.10. Ezra 7.10. That's where we'll stop now. I know you are trying to give me notes. We will stop there. Are you in Ezra? If you see verse 10, read for us. 
Ezra chapter now 7. give it to us from the screen. Are you there? Aha. Now what did Ezra do? Ezra had. Did you notice? It's something he took. He took a decision. What is his decision? Huh? He had committed. Let's go to King James before we come here. Give me King James version. Uh -huh. For Ezra had prepared. Did you notice he will prepare? He had prepared in his heart to seek the Lord of the Lord. When he seeks it, what was he to do with it? To do it. And to teach in Israel status and judgment. Now, I need you to note the sequence. If you get it and we pray, I'll be alright. He made up his mind to seek, to study God's word and to do it. And when he does it, he will teach it in Israel. Bring it in living, I mean, message again. Let's quickly check. Ezra had committed himself to studying the revelation of God, to living it, and to teaching Israel to live his truths and ways. What did Ezra do? Personal decision. Are you noting that? What did he decide to do? You are not talking with me. This is one thing I want to tell you. If you take this decision today, this is one thing the devil will not allow you to do. But you must make up your mind to do it. Because if the Lord tarries, I want to see teachers of God's word from among you here. It's going to happen. And people will listen to you. Amen? Amen. I hope you have a vision like that. Huh? Oh God, help me now. It was a personal decision he made. What decision are you making today? And actually he did study. That's verse 10. Let's go back to verse 6. Please, you go to the uh, King James for me. This Ezra, this Ezra went up from Babylon and he was a ready scribe in the law of Moses which the Lord God of Israel had given him. This Ezra, was he the only Ezra? You are not answering me. This Ezra took a decision. You are not the only one, but you must become this Ezra this evening. Now, you know in verse 10, he had decided to, to study. Look at what is happening because they are telling us for Ezra had made up his mind. This is the result of his study 
and doing God's word. Are you getting what I'm saying now? This is one of the things that came out of it. He said, this Ezra went up. After he went, after he finished studying and he's doing it, it has become his life. And he was a ready scribe in the Lord of God. How did message put it? Ready scribe. You know the meaning of ready scribe. A scholar where practice in the revelation of Moses that that the, the that the God of Israel had given him, he had practiced it. It was his life. He was no beating about the bush. It had become part of him. Now, because God's hand was upon Ezra. The king gave him everything he asked for. Did you see it there? Did you see it there? This study that he made, and he was living it as he was living it. Come. What happens to God's hand? Upon him. Everywhere he went, what was upon him? So this day, he went to the king and made the requests. The king granted all of them. Who made it possible? God. Just turn the heart of the king. Come on, do what he's asking. Ezra was not studying for God's hand to be upon him. What brought God's hand upon him, it was because he had prepared himself as he was studying God's word. He was doing it. God had no choice than to put his hand upon him. When God's, is, God's hand is upon this man, what is it that can stand before him? Nothing. Nothing. Everything he asked, the king was said, done, done, gone. Done. Done. Hallelujah. This Ezra could get to the king. This Ezra did not specially say, God, may your hand be upon me. No. It was as he studied, God's hand came upon him. As he was knowing God better and better, what was God doing? God was coming closer and closer and shared his glory with him. Ezra, God's word. I want to leave you at this point. If you go to verse 11, shoot to verse 11, sir. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, no, verse 9. Ezra has scheduled their departure from Babylon on the first day of the first month. They arrived Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month under the generous guidance of his God. So did you notice even in his journeys, who was doing journey with him? You know, these are little, little things you don't know happens. 
Now, if Ezra will stand to speak to anybody, whose hand will be upon him? Will he speak the counsel of God? Yes, God will touch the people. I perceive here, all of you look at me, that God will raise Ezra's hair. And as you decide to know him better and better, you will not lack anything good. What I have told you, you can choose to do it. Did you notice that Ezra chose the old parts? Did you notice that? As you know God better and better, what part are you walking? Old part. And you will never stumble. You will not make a mistake. You will be careful. Your life, you will not live. Nobody will come and tell you any nonsense. Say, God said, you know, as you are saying it, as you go back to God, whose hand is upon you, what will he tell you? I didn't send him. Don't bother yourself. And the brother said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, God said he didn't send you. Go and pray again. Nobody can mess your life around. It does. It won't happen. Can I tell you? Do you know this man? He was eight years. He was a king. Eight years. Josiah. Is it Josiah? Do you remember? He was a king. What happened? Eh? I think it's in Second Chronicle chapter 34, verse 1 to 3. Can somebody bring it for me? Bring Second Chronicle 34. We'll stop there. He was eight years. Anytime I look at that boy, I say, God, if I was still young. He said, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. And he reigned in Jer- Jerusalem one and thirty years. Next verse, quickly. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Was he following the whole path? Yes. And walked in the ways of David his father. And declined neither to the right nor to the left. Do you understand what that means? Nothing moved him left and right. That he eight-year-old boy. You are not going to convince him. You are not going to confuse him. He followed the old paths. Next verse. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David, his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and the grooves, and the carved images, and the molten images, and all of that. Do you notice that God gave him the best cabinet? His cabinets were so truthful, they feared God. Did you notice that his cabinets, when they were given job, nobody would check them. They would do it faithfully. And his kingdom had peace eight years because he sought the Lord. He sought the Lord. He walked on the old paths. 
And as long as, like the other man, walked on the old path, God made him to prosper. Do you notice that it was at his reign that the word of God, the scroll, was found in the temple? God is waiting for you. God is waiting for you. You must arise. You must arise. God is sincerely waiting for you for revival in this church and beyond. And among your past. Are you going to take some decision and say, look, I'm living here. I'm going to reorder my life. I want to study God's word. I want to do what God's word says. And God's word must become my life. When it becomes your life, God's hand will automatically come upon you. You don't need to ask God, let your hand be upon me. No, you cannot do that. God will automatically place his hand upon you and begin to use you. That is one secret of who God uses. Let us pray. This evening, again, we are taking time to pray. If you want to come to the altar, come. What decisions are you taking? Men that mattered in God's hand, they saw that they walked circumspectly not as fools they they had focus they knew where they were going to and they followed closely and tried to 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 place gather the tools that will place them on the correct path what decision are you taking do you even have a personal altar do you do quiet time Time didn't permit me to go into that. I like you before you pray, check. In fact, the issues of this week, some of you will just go home and throw it aside. It can never become life to you unless you brood upon it, unless you meditate upon it, unless you take it seriously. And that is where God is waiting for. What decisions are you making? Yet, you can spend time on the phone chatting and chatting. But you don't have time for God's word. Look at Ezra. Ezra. Look at Josiah, as small as he is. He knew that the secret was to seek God through his word. Are you rising here? Some of you gave your life to Jesus. You need to grow. And you can only grow as you seek to know him better and better. Better. Do you want more of God's blessing, more of God's grace, more of God's presence? Do you want him more and more? If the answer is yes, he said, learn to, to know him better and better and better. And learn 
to walk circumspectly. Learn to be wise. Learn to be careful. Now I'd like you to respond to God. What decisions are you making before God? Are you deciding today that, that heaven will know that you are existing for him? Are you deciding to say, I'm going to live in such a way that even heaven will be proud of me and the kingdom of darkness will know that there is a child of God around. Have you been careless with your life? Are you deciding to say, Lord, from today I will not be careless. I'm going to be careful. The word of God must guide my life. Must guide my thoughts. Must inform whatever I'm doing. When you are walking in the line of his word, you are walking circumspectly. And the Bible says, what a glory. That him said, what a glory he shares on our way. When we walk with him in the light of his word. That's where God compared me to discuss with you this evening. That you cannot throw God's word away and still become something in his hands. It doesn't happen. Even if you read God's word and study it, you didn't understand. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Where we said in the morning, say he will teach you all things. He will teach you the Bible. He will teach you your course. He will teach you many things. In fact, God's word makes us wise in every area. Because the Holy Ghost goes with his word. And he will teach you so many things. You will marvel at the revelation God will be giving to you. Because you have chosen, decided to walk, to walk, to study. To, you have made up your mind to serve God. Daniel made up his mind. Misha, Shadrach, and Abednego made up their mind. Ezra made up his mind. Even Timothy made up his mind. Joseph made up his mind to look for the old paths. Say, stand in the ways. Ask for the old paths. Walk in it. Always ask questions. Are you surrendering your will, your decision, and say, Father, I want to go and do your will. I want to serve you. I want you to pray, talk to God, take decisions with him. He will be noting this decision. And actually, he's telling you, thank you for taking this decision. This is what I'm waiting for. God is waiting for you. God is waiting for you.
Will you arise this moment in your heart and say, Father, enough is enough. All those wastages of my life, all those times that are wide away, wasted, there is not going to be a waste anymore. There is no time. There is no time. There is no time. There is no time, my brother. There is no time, my sister. This is the time that the Lord has made. He has arranged that you will hear this message. There is no time, there is no delay. Arise and walk into it. Redeem the time because the days are evil. That's all I'm saying. There is no time. You can't postpone it. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. It is now that God is asking you to act, take a decision. And He will, He will. It's dropped in my heart to pray for as many that are deciding from now. Say, Lord, count on me. Count on me. I am ready to go with you. Whatever it takes, count on me. I am going to try and know you by all means. And I will know you. Count on me. Count on me. Such lives that are taking such decisions, I would like to pray with you. Please, quietly move here. Let's pray together. Just quietly move. You are taking a decision, say, from this day. I am proposing in my heart that I will go it all with the Lord. Lord, count on my decision. If you are taking that decision, God laid in my heart to pray with such people. Just move quietly here. God bless you. Quietly from your seat, come. Come this way. Count on me is a decision. Daniel to count on me where, I'm, where I am, wherever I am. God counted on him and was happy with him. Are you taking a decision to look for the old path and to walk in it? Just come. God laid in my heart to pray for such people with you. I'm going to pray with God. Did you get what I said what God laid in my heart? As many that have taken decision that are decided like Ezra, like Daniel, like, like, like Misha, Shadrach, and Abednego, like Joseph, and say, look, my life, my lifetime, I will give God my lifetime. My lifetime.
Are you still there? You have one minute to come. Before the curtain is drawn. One minute more. If you are still taking a decision, run quickly. God is not begging anybody in this matter. Quickly, God bless you as you move. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I told you yesterday, you thought I was joking that God has come to recruit lives. What you will do now, the curtain is drawn. Stand on your feet, those of you in the chair. Stretch forth your hand and pray for these persons. With your whole hearts. Mari Kamba Santa. Leria Kamba Rokobosola. Limba Sokobosoria. The decision you have taken now is not an ordinary decision. That God, God is going to arise. Can you stretch forth your hand and say, God, locate them, find them, receive them. Lord, keep them on the path, on your path and use them. Mari Kembosori Alababa. Rinka Basanta. Lima Kopo. Romozela Makeria. Limbusela Mamama. Kerubo Sula Masenka. God, please. Here are your children before you. Oh God. Oh God. Nobody pushed them to come out. They took the decision. Ah. Stand with them. Stand with them in this decision. Go stand with them. As I lay my hands upon them, Lord, you will stand with them. You will guide them. Even on the paths of, of, of the old paths. And you will share your glory with each of them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, they have not come to any man. They have come to you. Lord, open your arm and receive them and mark this day and lord 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 show them your glory as they walk with you they will see your glory in their lifetimes in the name of jesus they will see your glory in your lifetime in the name of jesus lord show 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 they will see your glory. You will, you will see the glory of the Lord as you walk on this path. In the name of Jesus, release your power. The power to walk with you. The power to walk with you. In the name of Jesus, release it upon her. Release it upon her. She will see your glory. In the name of Jesus, Father, Father, I, Marise, Lenka, Le Bosoko, Le Maroko Bosonta, Le Masantaria Labahoko Bosoria. God, may He see you. May He talk with you face to face. From now onwards, from now onwards, mighty instrument in your hand, mighty instrument in your hand, maker, mighty instrument in your hand, maker, 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 a sharp, a sharp. A sharp knife, a sharp knife having teeth, make a mighty instrument in your hand. Mighty instrument in your hand, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I release your spirit upon her to make her 
mighty in your hands in our generation in the name of jesus mighty instruments as they have come you will use him you will use him greatly and you will show him your glory thank you father in jesus name we have prayed lord i pray you will never allow them to stray away from the path the old paths you will always be putting them on the old paths your hand shall be on each of them as they begin to know you more and more and better and better and you will use them to affect their generation thank you devil i give you a command you will never deceive any of these ones anytime you come near them your eyes will be blinded in the name of jesus thank you for having answered in jesus name we have prayed